0: Couldn't decide on a song. We them. We couldn't decide on a song. We them. Couldn't decide on a song, so we came up with this one. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 12 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film. I'm one of your hosts, Sasha Dumont.
1: I'm another host, Mr. Paul Robinson. So we've done a, do- a dozen of these so far. One dozen. It would appear so. Feels good. Feels good. Feels like we're getting into our groove a little bit. Groovey. Groovey. Uh, so how are you?
0: Um, I'm currently sitting in my pajamas
1: mm-hmm. with
0: a, a belly full of gluten-free pancakes.
1: Those are good, by the way. If you hear a dog in the background, we're sorry.
0: Yeah, it's because our neighbor is, uh, how would you say?
1: Irresponsible. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: a bit of a cock twizzler yeah and uh he's not yeah. attending
1: to the needs of said canine
0: he has a uh, a wolf pack of dogs if you will yeah. that just run amok yep. apparently so in the neighborhood okay that's what uh that's what you might potentially be hearing or we just um bad mouthed our neighbor for no reason because you can't hear it in which case whatever
1: i think it's important that they know that our... he's a cock twizzler yeah but they know that anyway <laughs> So, what are we talking about this episode?
0: We're talking about shows because mm-hmm. Netflix has nextflix. Nextflix, as uh, somebody that I know who shall remain nameless right. <laughs> pronounces it, that makes me crazy. crazy. What's,
1: um, what's, what's good on the nextflix?
0: <laughs> Netflix is when our shows are on are pretty. It's pretty much like don't invite us anywhere. Mm-hmm. Don't ask us to hang out. Yeah. Not that that happens a lot, right. but um, if one of our shows is on, because we are serial bingers. Yeah. And we're not happy until we've seen the entire series in anywhere between 24 and 48 hours. Right. If we're busy, or more, I should say more, if you're busy with, like, side work and stuff, that mm-hmm. can sometimes stretch to a week.
1: Yeah. But that's um, rare but that's rare. I'll always make an ex- <laughs> find an excuse to to watch it. I mean, here it is Sunday, and I've already burned through Iron Fist and we're almost halfway through wentworth,
0: and we finished Ozark and yeah in Ozark like
1: two days Oh yeah, I mean, come on, that's like a year ago at this point,
0: yeah, seven <laughs> days ago. Yeah.
1: so we finished that, but I feel like I don't know.
0: you need graphics. As I'm a, sorry, Ozark is on that yeah weekend. Seriously.
1: <laughs> I always feel like um as a storyteller ourselves mm-hmm. and for me specifically. Um, I always feel like, you know, people always talk about binging and people don't have patience and all that sort of thing. But for me, I feel like it's it's just a storytelling thing. Right. You know, um, when you're waiting week to week, you know, so many things happen to you and then you have to get back into that story. Where yeah, like you're binging, I, it's just like you're feel you're 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 in the flow and I you really get invested in these characters.
0: We don't you have to remember people this this uh, a, a plethora of this magnitude of shows did not exist during week-to-week sitcoms and mm-hmm. shows, right? Right. So you were watching maybe three or four shows tops even 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it wasn't really that hard to wait a week. I mean, not you weren't forgetting. Now, you know, you we watch Upwards at times – 10 shows at a time that we're watching in the same time period. Sure. So when you have to wait week to week, you start to forget what happens on the flip side of that. We're still not out of the woods with that kind of deal because now look what happened when we watched Ozark, right? We were like, what the hell happened? Who was this person again? Yeah. What did they do? Right. They killed who? Right. What happened? And that's, you know, that doesn't happen when you watch week to week. So there is,
1: well, sure it does because you're still like you know when yeah, Game of Thrones comes back, for shows, example, you know that's you're gonna be like, wait, what the hell? Yeah, happened? but that's
0: the point is that sitcoms don't sitcoms don't air every four years. Mm. They take a six month break and they're back. I mean, unless you have oh, a sitcom, severely yeah. short term memory, like you're not gonna remember what happened. Yeah. Um, even in a, you know in an hour long show, you're gonna remember what happened the week before, even if you're watching a couple shows at the same time. But that for me is There's a bit, that's the downfall for me, Mm -hmm. is that I'm excited that something comes back, but then at the same time, I don't remember what the hell happened the the, the, uh, season before, and it takes, there's, you know, these aren't filmed in, we're not talking about, you know, a studio sitcom that's filmed at, you know, Paramount or something like that. These are like really involved productions that take months to film, months to edit. It's
1: like doing like. You it know, takes 10 movies forever, yeah.
0: you know, so that's the only thing for me. I really wish that shows would effing recap when they started the next season. Just a 10-minute recap. That's I don't all even, even need 10 minutes. Give me like two minutes. Just run it down. Everything that was important that happened. Oh, that's right. Yes. Okay, got it. Wentworth right. does that, which we are currently um, almost done with. I'd say we're at least halfway through. Mm-hmm. Um, and then
1: Atypical mm-hmm. after that. That's another great That's show. another
0: one that's that that we have to get on um Wentworth always kind of throws at you what happened the season before and it's like thank you. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Okay, Vera, got it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Joan, I remember. Yeah. You know, but otherwise we usually we get 10 minutes into the first episode of whatever season we're on and I tell you i pause that shit for a second. And then I have to get on my phone and then try to figure out what happened the mm-hmm. season before without that current season being ruined. Ruined, yeah. Because this has happened to me twice now. It happened with Ozark because I was trying to figure out what happened with a specific, a specific character. And then I read something. There was no spoiler warning. Mm-hmm. And that thing didn't happen until the next episode. And I was like, damn it. No. <laughs> of course. I already know that, that. And it was kind of a big thing. So I was like, oh, that sucks. So uh, Netflix shows recap won't you
1: yeah please recap uh it's just it's only to your benefit you know yeah just you know what's you know what's in season two or three or four or whatever so you just highlight what you need to know that's going to come back in the next season
0: it's not hard. that's all yeah it's not hard at all so what did what what's you what did you think of, of Iron Fist? I wasn't I, I, I kind of I'm present for that show, but I don't sure. really watch it.
1: Well, the way let, you do. let me give you a little background with me and Iron Fist. Right, I was more excited about the first season of Iron Fist than I was any other thing, any other uh, character,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because I love. Um, you know, I, I'm a fan of mar- the martial arts. Of
0: the martial arts. All right. Uh,
1: and I uh, make a bunch
0: of noise as I shift in my seat here. Yeah. So You're I was welcome. excited
1: for some, you know, Daredevil had some great cho- choreography in terms of the fight scenes and stuff. And I was hoping that Iron Fist would kind of take that You're and talking run about with season it. one. Still? Season one still, uh-huh. yeah. And uh, it kind of let me down a little bit. Though I do love Finn Jones mm-hmm. as an actor, and I love Jessica Henwick as an actor. Um, and she, you know, I don't think Finn Jones had a martial arts background, but I believe Jessica Henwick did, so um you know there the fight scenes for season one really kind of let me down a bit uh but season two was great. Mm -hmm. I really liked it. Uh, And I liked that they went from 13 episodes to 10 episodes and kind of tightened it up a bit. So Mm -hmm. there was, you know, and that's the thing with all the Marvel shows on Netflix is I feel there's always like two or three episodes. You can just, you can just get rid of them. Yeah. You know, they kind of drag and it's like, they're trying to fill it out. And this one felt a little more sharper. Um, There wasn't any kind for, to me anyway, it did not seem like there was any kind of episodes that were just kind of like biding time or anything like that. So I was really happy with it. I liked it.
0: Um, I'm a little meh. Mm -hmm. With those shows, I think that just like the Marvel movies, they just keep spitting them out, spitting them out, spitting Mm -hmm. them out, spitting them out. Get another character. Give another character a show. We're on a roll, you know. And So there's only two of those shows that I like, and it's Daredevil, which started it. Mm -hmm. It was, I believe, the first one. Yep. And Punisher. Okay. Were the two that. I was actually engaged in. Mm. I was engaged in the first season of Jessica Jones, second season. They lost you. They lost me. Mm. Luke Cage, same thing. It's like it had good episodes. And mm-hmm. then eh, I liked the first season better. than the second season. Um, and then Iron Fist, man, I was... That that lost me by the first episode of the first season. I was just like, I don't know. It was something about the pacing Yeah, and the storytelling was just so slow. And I never... So then I, I absolutely was not looking forward to this season. But I found, even from what I was watching, like this season seemed to pick up a bit yeah. more.
1: And I think that's because of the shortened episode run. You yeah, know? I think
0: they just need to like fucking relax with yeah. the shows already. See, like with Jessica Jones, right? There was a pretty big gap between the first and second season, and well,
1: there's more shows too. Oh, and then there's the other
0: one with all of them,
1: the Defenders. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the thing is you have the four main guys, right? You have the Iron Fist, the the Iron Fist, the Iron Fist, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and Daredevil, and it's like they're spreading them out so you always have one. You know, so it seems like they're just all over the yeah, place. Yeah, but it's but. like just
0: this manufactured, like the way the storyline yeah. is kind of taking this the back seat because just get another show out there. Like for me, the second Luke Cage was more about the villains of Luke Cage mm-hmm. than it was about him. Yeah. I wanted to see more Luke Cage. The show is called Luke Cage and it's yeah. it's all about everybody else in that show. So yeah. it's just kind of like. Wah. Yeah. And some of the some of the uh, the attempts at at accents in, the, in that show were just. The little rough? Rough. Yeah. Like I, I come, you know, I, I'm a city girl, so I knew people from all over and, you know, some of them accents, we need a, a little bit of work. <laughs> just, yeah. Just a little bit of work.
1: But Yeah. But, uh, oh, and, and Iron Fist, pretty much everybody's like British or something. So
0: Well, that's like on everything. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, you know, their accents are always great. But... The
0: Brits can peg us like no problem. They yeah. got us down. But ask an American to do any kind of accent, we're kind of struggling.
1: Yeah. The, you the, have your
0: Robert Downey's of the world that like can nail it, but yeah. for the most part, we struggle.
1: Yeah, or what's his face that does a great Spanish accent? Uh, that guy, you. Who? Oh, the guy with he was in uh, Lawless with the with the hair. He had the the part in his hair. Oh, guy. Guy. F, guy Pierce. Right? <laughs> you
0: said Guy Fieri.
1: <laughs> guy Pieri? <P-C-ary. laughs> guy Fieri with he the hair. He took you
0: down to Actor Town.
1: <laughs> Coming down. Guy to Pierce actor town. is a Brit yeah but he does a great Spanish accent In what right is that what is that the guy I'm thinking of or I'm thinking of somebody else
0: Guy Pierce, the British actor
1: yeah, maybe not that guy then there was some guy that does i can't remember who it was anyway it's a, it's irrelevant. Um, the only
0: actor, the only Caucasian actor that does a good Spanish accent that I can think of is Vigo Mortensen. That's who I'm thinking of. Yes. Guy because... Pearce and Viggo Mortensen are pretty <laughs> <Holy> interchangeable. It <crap. laughs> couldn't be any further <laughs> from the same person. And that's only because Vigo Mortensen is fluent in Spanish, like yes. way better than I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, I don't remember where, I think I want to say like Argentina or Venezuela or something where he actually did live. So he he's done films, if you don't know this little uh, little oh. you know, trivia, fun fact here for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Vigo Mortensen has done films, um, Spanish-speaking films only. Mm. The whole film in Spanish. And he's flawless. Yeah, he's quite uh, flawless. flawless and lawless. Maybe that's what you were thinking. But um, yeah. Guy Pearce and Vigo Mortensen.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're basically. This, like, have you ever seen them in the room at the same time? I mean, come on. <laughs> They're no. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. I'm sure oh somebody out there is like, actually they did this movie together oh my called Oh
0: God, that is insane. I was just like, I have no idea who you're talking about. Yeah. Um Yeah, so that's
1: So next up is the new I think now and just to wrap up the Marvel section, I think the next one is Daredevil is the next one to come out. Season all, three. I'm all over it. Uh of Daredevil.
0: I'm all over it. The fight scenes in that are so much better than any of the yeah. shows.
1: They're so much more inventive. Although this season of Iron Fist, they were pretty good. There wasn't any kind of like yeah, one they, take, like where they fought for an hour, kind of yeah. One but take there was thing. like but, that
0: one scene in Daredevil in the hallway. Yeah,
1: we have the hallway scene in like, the first Daredevil, and then you have the stairwell scene in the second Daredevil. It's Just like they always have some kind of they trying to like up their game. Yeah, with that they sort always of stuff. the whoever's and it's amazing,
0: whoever's doing the fight choreography on that is sorry for this like vocal fry I hate vocal fries uh, so sorry
1: <laughs> the fight scenes in that were like amazing oh
0: my god um, I, can't, I can't sit but I'm just I'm so tired so <clears throat> mm. um, talk like an adult um, so yeah I just I miss the fight scenes I guess in all of the other shows because mm-hmm. Daredevil just kind of like alright here set in the bar and then everybody else just was like <clears throat> yeah I'm trying to get to I'm that trying. bar and they yeah. didn't
1: well, that's the thing with all. I think all Marvel properties is they have a certain structure. I don't want to say template because sometimes they they do branch out of that a little bit, but there's certainly they they find what works and then they I, they I work. Would call
0: it. it a template though, yeah. with maybe eighty percent of their stuff because you like you can watch a scene right and you'd be like, and someone's going to crash into the ground in three, yeah. two, done. Like right. it just it's the same thing all the time, and that's why I kind of just I don't know. Probably should have saved this conversation for the reality bomb, Comic Cast, Steady Geekin sure. crossover. Well, we can talk about
1: it again. <laughs> but, so, all right. So, what about Ozark? Now, Ozark was last weekend.
0: Ozark is starring Jason Bateman, Jason who Bam. is my Holly. One of my Hollywood squeezes. I love yeah. him. One,
1: I of know, one, of one of the one of the few Hollywood Bateman. crushes you have that doesn't require a beard.
0: Yeah is that crazy Now yeah. Jason Bateman with a beard.
1: Well, I mean, it's like
0: hello. Yeah. <laughs> someone just upped their game. But yeah, so, he's one of the few. One of my few celebrity crushes that doesn't have facial hair. Mm-hmm. But it's just he has Jason Bateman. I wouldn't like. So you wouldn't go to Jason Bateman for for a really um, intense, dramatic, emo- emotional scene, right? You wouldn't go to him for that, mm-hmm. but. He actually can do that. I don't know if it's just that it's not his thing or he gets typecast because Jason Bateman always has this really dry, sarcastic, I'm disappointed in you, dad, kind of way of (laughs) delivering his lines. very um, dry, sarcastic. only, which I refer to as being Bateman, you know, so like if I just, I don't know. This show is a a good example of his kind of range as an actor that we're not used to. We're used to him. (sighs) in silly stuff.
1: Right, but it did take me a, a while for the adjustment because there are certain Batemanisms yeah, yeah. that like translate both in dramatic and comedic areas, right? So, yeah. you know, uh if he says something serious, that could to me I'm just like I'm used to him doing that exact same thing but played for comedy. Right. So, it does take a, a little bit of an adjustment period, but um I don't know, I think he pulls it off.
0: Yeah. He it's, has like a couple a couple scenes where, you know, he gets angry or whatever and you're like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. Oh, yeah. Yeah, relax, <laughs> what are you relax. doing relax jason relax <laughs> um so that shows pretty amazing
1: yeah and he directs a lot of the episodes and he's an executive producer on it so mm-hmm. that shows really he's got his fingerprints all over it yeah but you were happy with it i assume
0: i yeah i really like the show
1: mm-hmm.
0: i think for me he makes the show yeah. quite honestly um
1: and so. and Ru- ruby is it ruby What's her, what's her name Gen- Jennifer Gardner her the character she plays she's uh she's really really good in it she it's like i know it, it it gets uh compared to um breaking bad all the time but i just feel like i don't know there's just there's so much they're different in tone to me a little bit
0: julia garner that's what i just said you said jennifer gardner
1: oh did i yeah <laughs> uh, jennifer gardner was uh that's someone else <laughs> Devil. she was in that she movie she was electra electra <laughs>
0: Julia oh. Garner, yeah, she's, Julia Garner's, she's really good, um, and <laughs> I I had read an article where, because a, a lot of people have kind of brought up where her accent comes from on that show.
1: Yeah, because nobody else has that accent. Not gonna, we're,
0: we're not really going to throw any spoilers out there, but um, she has this really, like, Appalachian backwoods, like, strong twang. Yeah. And nobody else in that entire town talks like that. Yeah. So that was kind of one of the first things that we're like, where the hell did this girl get her accent from? Like, Why mm-hmm. does she have this accent? Um, and apparently she had she had auditioned for it and had done something else, I guess, that she had that accent for. Mm-hmm. It, so she just kind of brought it in. And then when she went into the auditioning room, you know, it's like these places in, in Manhattan are, they're tiny, the rooms and yeah. uh, where they have, where they actually hold auditions. They're like in these dilapidated like you know buildings and you can hear everything that's going on so she could hear other people the other girls auditioning nobody had an accent so she was like fuck like i she had basically been walking around talking like that yeah to to kind of nail it so she did it anyway and then i guess um i guess uh jason bateman and and whoever else was in the room they really liked that and that i guess that helped them kind of solidify their decision that they that they wanted her because of the accent. Um, And so it's kind of become sort of like a jokey thing because she I, I think that they should make a drinking game of how many times she says fuck. Fucking or fucking, yeah. In on the show. Her character is like I don't think she has ever been in a scene where the yeah. word fuck didn't come out of her mouth. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's I, with a twang, I, so it's a lot of fuck like this.
1: Yeah. I always equate it to Jesse Pinkman's bitch. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. like her version of that. And yeah. she just kind of owns that word. It's kind of funny how that how that happens with an actor. Like mm-hmm. you just kind of settle into that, and that's just yeah. very interesting. And
0: she has this look that you're like, oh, I totally believe. That she, the first time I'd seen her, I have to look it up now. Live. I'm doing it live. Oh We're boy. going live. Doing it live. You'll write it. I'll um, write it. She, uh, geez, what was the first thing I'd seen her in? Um,
1: in, a, in, a, in another film?
0: Yeah, because she has a really unique look. Mm-hmm. You know, she doesn't look like most most actresses look. And, um uh yes, well the the very first time we'd seen her was in Martha Marcy May Marlene. Yeah, um, but the first time I watched her that she was the lead in something was in uh, Electric Children. You yeah. didn't see that? I
1: did not see um, that.
0: And she kind of is
1: that a superhero movie? No, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> sounds like it.
0: It's a it's a movie about the children of con head workers. Yeah, um, and so that was the first time I'd seen her, and it's not a face that you forget. Mm-hmm. So then I kind of started seeing her in other you know mm-hmm. uh, Perks of Being wallflowers. Wallflower. She's just kind of yeah. like popping up everywhere. I this. I was like, oh, okay, and I couldn't remember her name, but it's like there's that actress. Like I know her face, so
1: hmm.
0: she had like a, she, I she I I love when when actors are just able to be themselves because they can totally see you know Hollywood being like, oh, you should probably get some plastic surgery and make sure that every you know part right. of your face is Perfectly symmetrical, symmetrical and, and we're gonna blow that hair out because there's yeah. just way too many curls in there, and yeah. we're gonna you know, and it's just like, no, this is. That's, that's her shtick. That's, you know, Mm -hmm. so yeah, that's
1: how you look. And that's, you know, yeah, there's just this, uh, I mean, that's a whole other, you know, topic I suppose is the the hunt for perfection in Hollywood or whatever, but, uh, you know,
0: I think everyone on that show pretty much like it's, it's, it's not a, it's not a, a supermodel.
1: Show, you know what I mean? Well, then it's not to say that they're ugly or anything, but it's like, no,
0: they, but, but that, but see, that's why, that's why the show's so easy to get into because these people are real, yeah, right? It's not just like, oh, so we're, we've, we've cast Olivia Munn as the uh, next yeah. door neighbor, which is like, no shade to Olivia Munn, she's beautiful and she can't help that, she's beautiful, but you know, she's been hypersexualized in everything she's been in so much that mm-hmm. I would never take her as a serious character. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'd be like, oh, well, the pretty girls entered the yeah, scene, you know? The pretty girl.
1: Yeah. that and, and for me on that show, it, it's the biggest like, um, uh, I don't want to say underrated, but like Laura Linney, because mm-hmm. I never, I was never like, I never like disliked her. And she never like, uh, you know, ruined a movie for me or anything like that. But I, especially in season two, I think she just kind of really like, owns that character and like does so well Yeah, in that. And I had never, you know, I didn't like follow her career or anything like that. She was
0: really good in Life of David Gale. Yeah. That was Laura Linney, right?
1: I, I don't Shit. know. But she was, she was kind of like one of the unsung heroes of it. I mean, Jason Bateman's Jason Bateman. He's going to be great in anything. But to me, Laura Linney is really kind of like, I mean, all three of them really, Julia Garner, Jason Bateman, and Laura Linney kind of just, they're just such a great core of, people that you really believe in those situations yeah so yeah she was she was amazing in that
0: it's just really well written which you don't
1: you don't see a lot of yeah
0: well i mean it's a lot easier to find well-written shows now i mean that's kind of been that's kind of the the um you know the left and right side of netflix right you're gonna have you have people you have so many hollywood directors right that they just they just Hate on Netflix. They think that Netflix is just going to be the downfall of film, mm-hmm. and you know. Then you have the flip side that 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 can attest to the fact that it's really helped a lot of filmmakers get yeah. their stuff. And out I think there. you know we
1: talked a little bit about this with Lou, and that you know that's where kind of all the 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 where normally you would have your you know your mid range to low budget Hollywood low budget feature films, which are just great stories with great characters, and that stuff is kind of now translated to TV. You know, and a lot, a big portion of that is, is Netflix. So, you know, you know, if you want like a rich storytelling experience, I think that that is more likely going to be on a a show, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know, especially in a Netflix show, because they, you know, I think a lot of other, you know, cable shows like Netflix isn't afraid to like atypical is a perfect example. You know, that's a great show. But it's not, you know, there's no special effects. There's no, you know what yeah. I mean? It's just the story about a kid and a well-written story about a kid. And I think that that's more likely to be found these days, unfortunately, on TV than in, in movies. There, there's certainly plenty of movies about it, but they don't get the notoriety. I, that, think if,
0: if, I think when Hollywood does, for an atypical, if you're not familiar with it, is um, a movie about a kid who's, who's on the spectrum. Uh, yeah, it's a show about a kid who's on the spectrum. And... Um, uh, what I was gonna say was that I think if they were to make a movie about that, they would it, they would just sort of gloss it over in yeah. in such a Hollywood way. They would make some like frou frou like happy ending. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this kid's you know this kid's he overcame on the spectrum, something, yeah. or you know, there's this other kid who's got Asperger's, and oh my god, everything was awesome, and it, you know, and that's not always the case. It's mm-hmm. it's you know, there's some real struggles going on there, and. So that uh, I think that sh- that shows are able to do that a lot easier. And another thing to just kind of go back to like Ozark is that there's a benefit when you do a show, right? That they can sort of gauge how the audience is going to react to a character. So you take an actress like uh, Laura Linney. And, you know, Laura Linney is one of those those actors that's been in so many things that you're like, oh, that's right. She was in that. Oh, that's right. She was in that. Yeah. You know, she was in Life of David Gale. She was in The Savages with Philip Seymour Hoffman, which is a, a really good film. Uh, she was in um, Sean Penn, uh, Mystic River. Yeah. You know, she, she's done a lot. She's been acting forever. But, you know, I think that. She's the kind of actor that a lot of people go, oh, I know her. Fa- oh, what's her? Oh, she was. Yeah, in what's that her yet, face? T- 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 yeah. You know, and so with a film, right? A a production company might be hesitant to kind of throw that person in the lead and go, well, are enough people going to want it? You know, mm-hmm. is she enough fan base or whatever? Or yeah, whatever, you yeah. know, I mean, she's over thirty five, so yeah. it's pretty much over. <laughs> yeah. You know. um, and you can kind of with the shows; it's great, right? Because then the writers and and the creators and the producers producers and stuff can say, "All right, well, this person, people hate this character. Like, we're not going to showcase this person in season two because they really hated her." Like, um, oh god, I know her name. I know the character's name. Yeah, from Breaking Bad.
1: Oh, the Skyler. Wife, Skyler. Yeah.
0: People hated that woman. Like, yeah. they hated her, and I think like. I mean, how would you react? I mean, seriously, like yeah. put yourself in her position, right? She was pregnant, right? I think at first.
1: Yeah. Or afterwards. So.
0: Something yeah, like that. Well, she in, pregnant at some point of the show. just yeah. so long ago. Um, you know, and they've got a child or a young child or whatever. And then you find out that your husband is like, has become a drug kingpin. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, how else would you react? But, but um, Brian Cranston's Character was so likable that anyone that went against him yeah. became the enemy, and yeah. she was basically like the crux right there for him. And so people just automatically hated her, mm-hmm. you know. And so they're obviously not going to feature Skylar a whole lot. Skylar, Skylar, mm-hmm. <laughs> his helicopter and woke up Skylar. Um, where's that from? Anybody Wolf of Wall Street. Anyway, um, so he, you know, y- you. As a writer, you can go, oh, maybe we want to just tone back on that character a little bit because she's pissing everybody off, which sucks for the actor, right? Because they're yeah. just doing their freaking job. Yeah. Um, but like with Ozark, I think, you know, the first season was a lot more about Jason Bateman, how he gets into the situation yep. and brings his family in. And then season two, like Laura Linney kind of took over. Mm-hmm. And Jason Bateman kind of was a little bit in where she was in the first season yeah. now. Yeah. So it's that's kind of cool that you can do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I love I love the yeah. You can just play with those dynamics. It's not like you have two hours to tell a story and then and that and that's it. And then yeah. maybe you'll do a sequel yeah. or whatever. And they're going to use but, their
0: biggest star, and that's who's going to be in the yeah. in, in in the the front of the line, and yeah. that's it.
1: The same reason that people like you know features over shorts. You know sometimes is because you can get more invested into the characters, and it's kind of like you know continue that to TV where you're dealing with ten hours versus two hours. So. Now you could be even more invested into the, the characters in the world and even the side characters, you know. Do a whole show a whole show about a side character and then just enrich the the whole show that much more because you know so much more about this character who's just a side character, you know? Yeah. So, True. Yeah, that's uh we recommend that show as well.
0: So many shows.
1: Yeah. And then there's uh Wentworth, which we're watching right now. Shh. So
0: Wentworth is like, first of all, if you haven't watched Wentworth, Mm-hmm. Um, again, well, what is
1: it for people that haven't watched it?
0: It's everything Orange and the New Black. Orange is the New Black tried to be yeah. and failed miserably at. Yeah. Um, and let me just say, there are some really great actors on Orange is the New Black. Sure. So it's not about the actors, but season one. This uh, when Orange is the New Black Orange? came yeah. out. Yeah. It, when it came out, everyone was talking about the show and it was kind of like Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones. It was like, you go to what show? It's the show. And I'm like, shut up. You know, like, <laughs> now I, I'm not going to watch this show because everyone's been talking about it so much. Orange is the New Black was on in the background yeah. and I think it was some part of, like, the end part of the first episode and I, I was, like, making dinner or something like that and I kept kind of, like, cocking my head over, because I was like, wait, what happened? Yeah. And then I kind of started over, and then you came home, and I think I was on like episode three, the beginning of episode three, and you're like, what are you watching? I was like, I fell for the oranges, the new way. And then you were like, wait, what's going on? So yeah. I had to pause it, catch up, and then we started watching it together. Yeah. The first two seasons, we were like, good. yeah, And then the third season kind of lost me. We were like, and we never we never went back to it. Yeah, So, I don't know. I've heard that what is there? Four seasons now?
1: Four or five? Yeah, I don't even know.
0: I heard that whatever the, the season that was just released, the last one, the one before that was rough. Yeah, and that's where a lot of people just kind of jumped off. Yeah, but then I heard that the last season it got better. Okay, so I may jump back onto it and see. The last time we saw was when um, uh, the characters. It's been so long since was I the last one we saw show? when she
1: stole the van. Remember when she stole the I don't know if
0: that's the same episode that I'm thinking of um, since so many things happen in all these episodes, but the one that we saw last was where uh, Dianara was pointing the gun, remember, in the cafeteria or whatever. I think that was the last one that we saw, and we didn't pick up after that. So what is "Ah." it
1: about, um, for you, what is it about Wentworth that kind of like makes it all work? It's It's because they're very similarly themed. Right there, um, for those of you who don't know, wentworth is an Australian show uh yes. about a woman's prison, and the name of the prison is wentworth um and so what I like about it is that it's kind of just this evolving story right you you do have main characters, obviously, but you know some people die, some people leave prison, you know the story just evolves, so um you know when you have uh, good writing like you do in that show and and you know good topics and themes and everything. You can just bring people in and out to tell this bigger story about this prison and, and the life there and everything. So yeah,
0: and they came out at almost the same time.
1: Yeah. I think actually Wentworth came out like Wentworth a couple months came earlier out or something. a couple
0: months before. Mm-hmm. So it's not like Orange is the New Black was like they waited like like most American shows do. We wait till something's a success and then we steal it. Yeah, and we're like we can make it better, and we usually don't, uh, with the exception of Shameless. We did pretty good with yeah. that, uh, but
1: which is tonight, by the way. Yes, I know. So, if you're listening to this As on Sunday. As is
0: um, um, Jim Carrey's new show.
1: Oh, kidding? Yeah. yeah.
0: I think that's what it's called. Um, so,
1: he was just on Bill Maher talking about
0: everything. Yeah. And, you <laughs> know, about insurance
1: in Canada and stuff was yeah, interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. I saw, yes, yeah, I did see that interview. Um, yeah, so they came out around the same time. So, it's, they were really similar concepts. I don't know how that happened or if like there's some kind of connection or whatever, but you know, it, Orange started really good, mm-hmm. and then they kind of lost me. Wentworth has never lost me, right? You know, they just like and some pretty fantastical stuff has happened on Wentworth. Some kind, you know, some explosions that would yeah. not really go down in real life have taken place, and I was still like, I'm in,
1: yeah, you know? yeah. Whereas, because the characters, you know, they, it's it's all about the characters, you know. Yeah, uh, you know, the prison obviously is kind of the the shtick of the show, but ultimately you're dealing with these characters and, you know, some people are evil, some people are good, and, and, you know... Some people are both? Some people are both and there's no, like, this person's good, this person's bad, you know? Sometimes people are good but then they just took a bad path or sometimes well, people are bad jo- Jones, and they're trying to change Jones themselves. Jones pretty
0: horrible, I don't know. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, there's Joan, yeah. But, you know, to, to Joan's point, you know, it's not like she's just an evil person, you know? She is, but, you know, you get to delve she's into why. She's also a bit
0: of a nutbag, so... Yeah. uh
1: so, you know, I just, I, I love that, that sort of, that type of storytelling.
0: Well, another thing about that show that, um, that I, I was talking to a, to a coworker of mine about, and they had made a comment um, about, well, yeah, you know, we're, we're such a good show. And they're like, you know, this, so this, the women on that show, they're, you know, quite homely. Mm-hmm. And I thought. It's so interesting as Americans and as, as an American woman that, that we noticed that right away. And we noticed yeah. that, too, on the show. We're like, right, nobody's caked in makeup. Uh, women got The women have roles. Even the thin women, when yeah. they sit over, they got a role. You know what I mean? Because that's what most real bodies look like. There's a significant difference in that orange is the new black, right? They'll take a character... And make them look unattractive. How can we make this woman look as unattractive as possible? Because mm-hmm. we want to push the point that she's very homely. Whereas, like, Wentworth doesn't... And I'm, I don't want to mean to say that they naturally look like that. They don't. They don't make somebody look super, super homely. Just make people look real.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm sure there's, you know, whatever amount of stage makeup ask, that you have. Sure. But it's very stuff, natural. But, yeah. You know, and I again, like in Ozark, I believe... That women's prison over Orange is the New Black.
1: Yeah, Orange yeah. is
0: the New Black. I'm like, well, if this is prison for women, I mean, I, mean, I could possibly is the New Black survive. is a bit of a
1: lighter show too. <laughs> yeah, a it bit, is. But, at but the same I mean, there's time,
0: suicides and murder, yeah, and you yeah. know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Stuff. Happening I mean, that's there. the thing
1: when you start specifically casting like only. I don't want to say, like, pretty people versus not pretty people, but just whoever's great for the role. Maybe they're pretty. Maybe they aren't conventionally something that a, mm-hmm. a typical American would find pretty, right? Yeah. Uh, that's just how the world is made up. You know, so they're going to cast their show how the world is made up. Yeah. You know, and, and some people, you know, some people look Hollywood pretty, and some people look normal pretty, and some people, you know, may not be well, like symmetrical on, or whatever. On Wentworth, but for th-
0: instance, like... Frankie's character, I think Frankie was, Frankie's probably the pretty girl, Mm -hmm. right? You know, the girly pretty girl on that show. But Frankie as an actor in this country, they would have taken a knife to her face and Mm -hmm. been like, your nose is not perfect. Let's you know push your jawline in a bit. We got to mm-hmm. fix all that. You know you're almost there, but not quite. Yeah. Whereas in Australia, it's like, oh, she's attractive. Yeah, and she's just naturally well, attractive. That's, that's
1: kind of the funny thing because when have, you see people that have had a lot of work done, a lot of times when you see them prior to that, they're actually prettier.
0: Megan Fox is one of those
1: yeah. those people. And it's that like, I don't. And I it's not, about, don't get it's not it. about. It's not about. It's not about pretty or what you feel is pretty. But I guess it's just the value that Hollywood puts on pretty. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's just like, you know, whether you're conventionally attractive or not, I, I don't know. It doesn't really matter.
0: Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't I don't want to say that somebody shouldn't change something that they're unhappy with. If you really hate something about your nose or, you know, you have a big scar or wh- oh, whatever, sure. that's that's makes your you business. Happy, Great. Yeah. But when you, you when you look at Megan Fox, when she came out in Transformers, I think that was when she. Pretty much, yeah, yeah, that people were, like, just nonstop talking about her. She's obviously attractive, right? You look at her and you're like, oh, she's... But there was something that just seemed symmetrically impossible about her beauty to me. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, they did a great job, but I have doubts. I have doubts that that is her face. And then you go back. And you're like, "Holy shit, like, yeah. this is a completely different person." And she was adorable before, but because her nose wasn't sculpted, yeah, you know this is here, here's this cheekbone, and you can clearly see you know her face was rounder, and mm-hmm. i I don't get it, yeah, and I feel like that work always ages women. It's so funny because this country has such an obsession with youth and the sex yeah. but you know, you start cutting up a twenty one year old's face to forever look twenty eight. It's like this, you know, and it's like, but well, she's just not even there yet. Like, just yeah. let her look 21 and then worry about, you know, trying to get her younger later. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's this obsession we have this country with uh, beauty and and this a kind conven- of unattainable yeah, this kind conventional of thing. kind of thing. Kind of I mean, that's, thing. Everybody finds that's something other... different
0: attractive, right? That's yeah. the whole point. Um, and <laughs> so with, with Wentworth, it's like you can actually become invested in the characters, a character like Boomer. She's the freaking best, you know. I mean, she plays the crap out of that character, so, and, and you
1: know what? She would she in America she would probably not get any work.
0: Well, you know? she, because would, it's she not, would always be like the big scary character. Yeah. she would be typecast.
1: And and in Wentworth, they give her room to breathe as an actor and kind of develop a character and do you know she does kind of play a you know sort of a doofy kind of like big person or whatever but there's depth to that character you know like she has a range of emotions and you know there's scenes where she just full-on breaks down and starts you know what i mean like so there's yeah there's you know instead of just being written as the either the big girl that's going to fight everybody Mm -hmm. or some big stupid character yeah of which that type, there, there are aspects of that in yeah. Wentworth with her, but that's not her defining character. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I feel in America that that um, she would just be typecast that and, and written that way. Mm-hmm. You know, the character would just be one dimensional. Mm-hmm. You know, where as in Wentworth, every character is just there's so, so much dimension to them.
0: That's more common in in Europe a lot of european shows that we watch yeah. uh Tabula rasa for instance mm-hmm. that was a really good show it's just like you know you're focusing on the story mm-hmm. and that's that's just it that's all that I, I love that like if if i could ever you know a, as an actor be on on a series i would totally want to be in a european series over an american yeah. series because i'm like this show's going to be awesome yeah <laughs> I may uh, I may need a lot of work with my accent, or I have to learn another language, yeah. and I'll do it. Well, for, uh, yeah, because awesome. for us, it's
1: it's uh, you know we tend to like the uh, the uh, European shows.
0: Yeah, I'm a not lot more. I'm not frightened by a subtitle. I know that upsets a lot of people. Yeah. They see a subtitle and they're like, "Fuck this!" Yeah, I'm out. You're yeah. gonna make me read. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I refuse to read, um, and I, I'm not
1: gonna watch it in uh, you know. Dubbed. Oh,
0: I hate that.
1: It's just it feels I'll so. take
0: the su- it just yeah it just feels I'm you know when the, the voice just doesn't match the character and it's like wait you know what 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 were we watching recently that the that what? show with the rain rain rain, rain. <laughs> yeah
1: well
0: that was that was titled appropriately yeah. um that we kept getting a different subtitle yeah. remember it kept we were, I was like some weird I can't even watch the show in this weird I don't remember I don't know they were like speaking it kept going back and forth to so like different dialects of Germany, and yeah. then like Norwegian, or Because so, I, I want to
1: hear. I want to hear, you know, and just from a technical standpoint, I want to hear, you know, when you have something that's dubbed, you're taking out a lot of the ambience,
0: well, then the ambient sounds, the and then you're adding it back great, in. Great you know? sound if well, it's all going to be ADR, and it sounds right. like it's been ADR in someone's so say, bathroom. Like
1: yeah, you know, you're keeping some of the 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 uh, ambient sounds of somebody running or whatever they're doing, but you know. When it's a foreign show or if you have a show here that you want to have other places, you have to completely replace all of the mm, dialogue. Yeah. And then you have to, if somebody's talking while they're sipping a cup yeah. of tea or something, then, you know, some, maybe that tea sound is just naturally captured by the boom. So you have to re- then replace that yeah. along with the dialogue. So from even just from a technical standpoint, it just takes me out of the movie. Just like, you know, bad ADR takes people out of a movie, you know, that's why audio to me is so important in filmmaking. You know, so when I see something that's dubbed, it just uh takes me out.
0: Mm-hmm. Right cry. out. I'm right out of this story. Yeah. What right. else? What else do you want to talk about? Uh um, we have we that was our plan today, was Netflix. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> we just kind of
1: wanted to have a light show. Just try we you know we got tons of topics coming up right here. Those are our list of topics, but we wanted to kind of have a light show because um you know, we've had a lot of guests on who've been talking a lot about filmmaking, but we wanted to just have one where we just kind of chat. And We're going to about... have a couple
0: where where you're just stuck with us.
1: Yeah. Because
0: you got to... Just a fun light you, show. You got to love one. us too.
1: Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. We, you don't have We're to, but like, you really should.
0: I like the guests they have on this show, but when these two schmucks are guests, yes, I cannot stay in the show, and that's yeah. not good for us. We need to...
1: Yeah.
0: God, I need you to like me. Please like us. Please like us. On, on all the socials, too. So, uh, something I'm a little bit concerned about here, mm-hmm. speaking of, like, the Marvels and the the, the uh, comic book DC worlds, um, I'm a little concerned that I cannot get Venom tickets pre-purchased at the yeah, moment. Yeah, it seems weird. It's, like, Normally, less than a month away. yeah, when it's a Star Wars or an yeah. Avengers, it's like, oh, is that coming out in three years? Do you want to purchase your ticket now yeah. just in case there's some kind of, like, ticket sure apocalypse? i it will
1: be soon enough.
0: I don't know if they changed that date.
1: I don't think they changed the date. I just don't think that they think it's big enough to start selling them yet.
0: Wow. That's pretty sad.
1: Yeah. That's all. Whatever. I, I wouldn't worry. We're going to see Tom. Don't worry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thomas. Thomas. Oh, uh, Thomas. Um,
1: oh, but just to, for Netflix, I do have something else I wanted to talk about. Shoot. And that's... Um,
0: what are you going to talk about?
1: Well, you remember when back in the day, Netflix was kind of like the... Uh, the uh, Holy Grail as an they indie the, filmmaker. They were
0: the indie, the You indie wanted, we, have, we have a
1: friend from that back in the day got a feature film mm-hmm. on Netflix, and that used to kind of be like the thing, right? You would, oh, I want to make a film, and maybe I'll I'll sell it to Netflix, and then yeah. I'll make some money for whatever. Well, but they didn't own the
0: world at that time. Yeah.
1: So last year, Netflix bought a whole bunch of movies mm-hmm. like from cans or cons or whatever, you know, <laughs> cons <but> cons, <laughs> and they and this year I don't think. They really didn't buy a lot. I think they're making their own content now, yeah. and so I don't know. I'd like to. I, I don't know how you feel about that as a, as an independent filmmaker. Does it not even bother you at all? Because we're not kind of in that budget realm. I
0: don't think anything we ever do would make it onto Netflix. I think. But it's, do you?
1: But but for people in there, I mean, yeah. do you feel like having something like a Netflix is good for the industry, or or is it more harmful because
0: it, it's Dude, seen as like a you holy know, grail when. When the few times that we go to the to, to the theater, mm-hmm. uh, which is not as often as it was, we went through like this two-year kick where we were at the movies like every other weekend mm-hmm. at the very least. And as Netflix, Nextflix, Netflix. started to come to the surface mm-hmm. and slowly own the industry yeah, in a sense. We started going to the movies less and less, right? So mission accomplished, Netflix. You got your way. Yeah. But- That was based on a couple of things. That was A, that I hate going to the movies and dealing with people talking and being annoying and bringing their effing kids into the theater and making noise. I think it's that. that.
1: Yeah. And then just a quick note on that I think it's that more so than the money for me. You know, going to the theater is getting more and more expensive for us. But for us, it's like dealing with, you know, screaming kids or. Screaming teenagers.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, we didn't really get so. Actually, it was more the adults, to be quite honest. Yeah. It was either screaming kids people. or adults, you know, that yeah. would be talking or people bringing their kids to see a movie. Like, forget it. Having to go see Star Wars in the theater with you, as a freaking nightmare. I've got yeah. a gajillion kids all screaming and talking through the entire film. And I'm like, I don't, I don't even know what the hell's going on as is because I don't follow the story. Yeah. And now I can't even watch this film because shut up. Because <laughs> um, shut up. We, you know, we're like a, a couple of 70-year-olds and that we usually went to matinees because mm-hmm. they were cheaper and there were less people at them. Yeah. We never went to the movies on a Saturday or Friday night. No. Nuts. No. Um, so the money, I mean, we never really bought food at the theater, so we didn't no. go to the movies for 13 bucks total. Yeah. We were good. Yeah. Um, but for me, yeah, it's, it's dealing with kids screaming. And so... Being in the theaters and then watching the coming attractions of some stupid film that had this really, really like, uh, sort of cookie cutter type comedy mm-hmm. or it, the template, as as we could say, this yeah. this this templated, 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 templated type of comedy and it's really predictable. I already know what's going to happen next. And I've not even seen this trailer before. And then sitting in a room full of people that are laughing at that. It's like, there's no hope. So the kind of films that I want to see, they're not going to play at the theater anyway. Yeah. So without Netflix, I wouldn't get to watch them. So I'm team Netflix. I have to say, I would be bummed to not be able to see certain things in the theater, but I would gladly never go to the movies again over losing Netflix. i would be like, well, that sucks. I'd like to see that on a big screen. But if they're like, well, they're shutting down all the theaters or we don't have Netflix anymore, I'd be like,
1: Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Or other services like that. You know, I think having, like, we obviously love Netflix, but, you know, having more than one Netflix... I think, there's
0: other, there's yeah, other but I companies think that's good that, for
1: competition, you know. So people like, you know, if Netflix was the only game in town, then, uh, you know, they could just kind of do whatever they wanted and, you know, yeah, whatever. But, but have, like what when you like have Shutter what,
0: and yeah, they you do have, there's a bunch movies. of other stuff.
1: I, I wish, you know, I, I really, I know we've talked about shorts versus features a lot. I Really wish there was like a Netflix for shorts. That would be awesome. You know. um
0: maybe we should start that.
1: We should start that.
0: I think I it's f- pretty like a, easy to start a company I feel like, a like that, lot right? Of people, yeah, it's <laughs> There's like not a lot of work Vimeo, in there. <laughs>
1: basically. Uh, but, you know, I am... Um, well, you have short of the week. Short of Actually, the week, Actually, yeah. they already, yeah. So, so, like, I feel like people do that to some degree already. But, you know, um, I wish that it was something that would catch on because I would so subscribe to something like a Netflix with shorts. But, like, just tons and tons of shorts. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's some kind of vetting system. Like if you
0: had Richard Raymond, Souls of Totality, that kind of... Yeah. Le- all kinds of levels. Right. You know what I mean? That would be that would be crazy. I mean, I think when when most films and are And that's really what's used... tricky,
1: right? Because then it's kind of like, you know, you have a short and you're like, oh, I did the short and I want to submit it. But then they don't accept it because of whatever reason, right? Um, you're starting to curate it and it's like, is that more harmful or, you know, are you turning people off? Yeah. You know, something like Netflix... Ne- next Netflix, you know it's expected that if you and I make a feature that it's not gonna make it to netflix uh <laughs> nope, you know, but that's but that doesn't mean that we hate Netflix, and I feel like if we're do- if something were to be done like this with shorts where you paid for it and they curated it in some way, um which I'm sure exists you know there's probably tons of you know people out there like it exists already paul, uh, Ooh. paul.
0: Ooh. Um, are they dead or but I feel a ghost?
1: like I feel like people will become much more um angry about it because hey, I made a short and submit and they didn't take it. So F them, you know, sort of thing.
0: Look, Netflix for me is like that super, super hot person. That's like rich and high maintenance and totally out of my league. And I'm like, it still looks good. Yeah. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. You know,
1: you would but, never but you go want, out You with want me. the younger brother.
0: You're not going to be interested in yeah. me. Right. Netflix is like the Tom Hardy. Mm. Right. I'm like, Never going to happen, right? That that guy's never going to go for me. Um, Does he have a hot brother? Yeah. Oh, yes. Logan Marshall Green. We found him. (laughs) So, um, you know, I I, I don't know. It's I'm not going to... Does that suck? Obviously, yes. Oh, we wish you would open up the platform to all levels of independent filmmakers and all that stuff. But there's still some... uh, You know, I, I don't hate people that have huge budgets. Yeah maybe annoying you know <laughs> i i may hate them at the time that we are in production yeah because i'm like cursing the fact that we have no money but that doesn't mean that they're not making amazing stuff yeah. so i, I I'm, I'm team netflix but yeah it's not you can't just you know throw your film at them and they're like you're in yeah yeah they have camera although requirements i've seen and all some stuff. stuff on there yeah. that i'm like who the hell did you know in Netflix? Because this is horrible. Yeah.
1: Well, they have a whole, like, you know, there's people that just are, are, um, their jobs in part are deciding what, like right now, I believe sci-fi and stuff is hot on Netflix, right? So Netflix will, will see what their, you know, what their audience wants and then kind of gear their, either their purchasing decisions or their, you know their funding decisions if they're mm-hmm. s- deciding to make their own movie towards that. And the last I heard was kind of like sci-fi stuff. So you there's like a good amount of sci-fi stuff on there. So I think like a, that as an example, it's sci-fi now, like, but then sci-fi. maybe next year it's going to be comedies or whatever. So yeah. you know it's it's you know if you're looking to get on there, I think you know, and if you have a film that is of the quality, I think knowing what they're interested in is well, helpful. I
0: i recently sent you a trailer i don't even remember the name of the film but i sent you a trailer and i just you know it it was a bunch of like uh irate emojis because the quality and their performances yeah. like it, it was, was on the trending so, too yeah it was so i'm not gonna look it up because i'm not gonna blast anybody but it, it was just not what i think of when i think of netflix yeah it just was like what the hell is this? How did they, and of course it's sci-fi. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I don't know. In those moments I'm mainly like, come on, come on, Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Um they I don't know. Maybe they knew somebody or something, but it was pretty rough. It was pretty rough.
1: Yeah. Well you'll get that, you know, that's gonna happen. Some will slip through the cracks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we made it in. Yeah. Yeah, if we ever get in through, through, through any type of platform like that, it'll be accidentally.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Who let these schmucks in here? Yeah. I don't know. It's already there. They have four people following. Just leave it.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, you're yawning? No. Oh, am I boring you? You're boring you? the
1: crab enemy. of Shit. <laughs> it's, you know, still kind of early. We're filming this today.
0: It's still kind of early. It's uh, 11.41 a.m., so uh, we woke up like an hour and a half ago, yeah. maybe, ish. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we watched the Wentworth and did this.
0: <laughs> we were watching that Wentworth and we're like, oh, we're gonna have to stop to record this stupid show. Yeah. Damn commitment. Yeah. So we're gonna end this and then go right back onto the couch. Mm-hmm. And our house unless looks like unless you want to paint. Our house like... I don't have the paint. you gonna go you wanna put on pants? You're yeah. gonna have to put on pants go and go paint. get paint.
1: I don't know if you're up for painting though. We gotta tape the room. So those of you who this far... I don't are, know that anyone, made anyone gives far, a crap
0: about this conversation.
1: <laughs> well, no, we're we're redoing the office here. Um, the
0: podcast room.
1: Podcast room. So we're making it into a legit office slash podcast room.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, we're sac- we're who sacrificing, needs a room? sacrificing. We're sacrificing. Sacrificing. <laughs> sacrificing
0: part of our own house. Ceiling.
1: To uh, for y'all's entertainment.
0: We were gonna have a dining room mm-hmm. like functioning adults do. Mm-hmm. And then we were like <laughs> or we could just scrap that and turn the room that is right off of the living room and opens into the living room. So it's kind of like one giant open concept house. Mm-hmm. So everyone will see it as soon as they walk in into a podcasting room. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we're doing. Yeah. Screw the dining table. Such Eat a- it on the floor.
1: Yeah. Well, we do have. i not like we don't have any table. We have a center island that that seats two people. Seats two people. And that's <laughs> so, the last time I checked. It's just the two of us.
0: True. I'm just saying, when we have company, you kind of have to sit on a folding chair with your plate on your lap because mm-hmm. we have a podcasting room, and that's that right. that trumps your need for comfort during eating. Yes. Sorry.
1: Hey, you know the sacrifices we make. You mm-hmm. know,
0: mm-hmm. so that we can we can be more. Um, we can annoy
1: more people. We can
0: annoy more people and we can feel official. Official. Why, while whilst doing it. Yeah. So um, I guess we're going to wrap that this note, up. Yeah. We're going to wrap this up now that you know the ins and outs of our day. Yeah. And that we're not wearing pants. Well, I mean, we're wearing pants. Pajama pants. Pajama pants. Pajama pants. Not like real big person pants.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't want to put those things on. No. Yeah. Well, you're going to no I don't have to because I know the paint color you can just go get it
1: oh yeah I guess I will
0: <laughs> I got uh, stuff to do here like sitting
1: yeah uh, so on that note yeah again let's get out of here
0: so um shout out to Steady Geekin shout out to Reality Bomb Comic Cast Mega Brain Comics yeah all um, those peoples uh to uh um our friends and listeners
1: hey everybody hey, say everybody. hi on social
0: um to Perry Herovas, who always oh, super, listens yeah. to us.
1: I know you're listening right now, Perry. I know you're listening. You made it this far. Made it
0: this far, Perry. You. Okay. So, Perry. Oh no. <laughs> um, so what, nobody's watching. Listening. Uh, nobody's <laughs> nobody's watching. I hope nobody's watching because that is creepy. If somebody is watching it's us a right creepy now, creepy neighbor. Um. So yes. So tune in next week. We're going to be talking to Christina Rea. Yeah. Who, um, she, I don't know. She, she wears so many hats.
1: Yeah. I mean, she's mainly a filmmaker, but she, you know, she deals, she's been to a lot of film festivals. So we're going to talk to her about film festivals. Um, she does work with, um, Seed and Spark, Seed and Spark, which I would highly recommend checking them out. We usually do Kickstarter. Uh, and I want to talk to her about that whole thing because I'm thinking about switching platforms, but I'm going to talk to her about that. Um, so it should be a
0: good show. Shall. Shall. It shall. So, um, this was a hoot. Don't pollute. <laughs> you just showed your age there.
1: Yeah. Give a hoot, don't pollute.
0: Give a hoot and don't pollute. Um that we're gonna close out with that. Give a hoot. Yeah. And All right, everybody. Don't pollute guys. Give a hoot
1: and don't pollute. <laughs>
0: We couldn't decide on a song We love them. We couldn't decide on a song We love them. We couldn't decide on a
1: song So we came up with this one